Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. This is The Ray Taylor Show. Creep Show from 1982. This one is written by Stephen King, directed by George A. Romero. Last week, I did a top five of my favorite George A. Romero zombie movies. Not this week, but the following week, I will be doing a top five of all of the other movies that were directed by George A. Romero. Uh, This may or may not make that list. We will see, find out next week. But uh, I do want to talk about classic horror films Uh, Since it is the month of October and I want to dedicate my movie reviews to horror films, this is a movie that I remember watching as a kid, remember watching specifically one of the stories that are featured in this movie at a friend's house and uh, didn't remember it until I rewatched this. I thought it was my first time viewing Creepshow, but it wasn't. Uh, And... uh, I'm also doing a bit of a crossover in this episode because this is an anthology film. There are five separate stories that are featured in Creepshow from 1982. Obviously, there's an overarching kind of a narrative to stitch them all together. Uh, But I will be ranking, I will be talking about this, but I will also be ranking the stories that are featured in Creepshow from worst to first so this is a bit of a crossover not only just a movie review but also a top five which generally my episodes for top five are on sundays where i rank my five favorite films within a subgenre by director or actor uh however this is a special little crossover event in this episode so let's get into it, shall we? Creep Show. Obviously, this is a an anthology series, an, an anthology film that is inspired by the Creep Show comic books, which were a horror comic book. The overarching story, the connective tissue of this movie, is a, about a kid who has a Creep Show comic uh, that his dad is not uh, a fan of and not happy with, and uh, takes the creep show comic away and throws it away and while in the garbage can the stories come to life or or at least as the audience we we are transported into the stories that are featured in the creep show comic which i never had a creep show comic but i it, it reminds me similarly of the the mad magazine uh, which I did have growing up, which was kind of, you know, a, a comic of a lot of different comedy type stories, usually a lot of spoofs on whatever the popular movie was of the time. But anyway, so the kid has the comic book. The dad comes in. Uh, obviously, this is a time where uh, uh, child abuse was kind of a standard parental uh, strategy of the time and uh the dad even says that's why god made fathers uh to apparently abuse the children (laughs) to to be rough with them to teach them a lesson as it were uh but anyway let's get into the stories i'm not going to be talking about these in order obviously because i'm ranking them uh from my least favorite story to my favorite story uh but starting off with number five my fifth favorite my least favorite story 
of Creepshow 82 is actually the first story, uh, which is f- called Father's Day, which is, you know, kind of, uh, kind of poignant considering the way we're introduced to these stories is by a father being somewhat abusive to his kid. Uh, Father's Day, starring Ed Harris, which Ed Harris appears in, I believe, at least one other Romero film. Uh, the one about night riders, about the motorcycle riders that are also like into mini- it's like medieval times mixed with Hell's Angels. Uh, an, an interesting film starring Ed Harris. But this one, Ed Harris, is with his uh, wife, I guess, at a family reunion of sorts is with his wife's family who's very weird it's very creepy family uh which is you know just a situation that is uh, tough to deal with in reality it's tough if you're going out with somebody and you go to spend time you know whether it's the holidays in this case it's it's father's day uh, and the, the father of the family, the dad of the family, was actually killed by one of this, the daughters. And so it's, you know, kind of starts in with the, the aspect of horror in that way, uh, where he finds out what actually happened. And uh, this daughter shows up drunk, obviously, always on time, always on time. Uh, and she goes to the, the gravestone where the father is buried and kind of tells him off. And as she does, the father comes out from under the earth, as zombies uh, tend to do in Romero films. I guess, actually, out of all of the zombie films in that Romero directed, I don't believe there were in any actual shots of zombies coming out of the grave. This might be one of the only times you actually see a zombie dig themselves out from from the grave site uh and so basically i mean all these stories are short and it's basically the dad slowly killing kills the daughter uh ed harris takes gets you know to take a little break from the crazy family that he's surrounded by goes outside to get a smoke and he stumbles upon a jim's jim beam bottle of whiskey on the ground that the daughter had left you know before she was killed and uh he ends up falling into the grave and the gravestone falls on him and the dad is just going through killing people wanting his cake uh and the end is obviously him actually getting his cake and uh you know it's kind of funny it actually some of these shots in this actually reminded me of the recent film by rob zombie the monsters uh the aesthetic of creep show is very much a similar aesthetic to rob zombie so i would imagine rob zombie took that kind of design aesthetic where you're seeing like shots of people as they're screaming with kind of a a lit background kind of an animated light background of like lightning bolts and things uh very similar both ways of those two films so uh something that was surprising while watching this that it it seems that rob zombie took uh some some design inspiration from creep show which may have been a a kind of a similar aesthetic for other horror films kind of like comedy horror films of the 80s 
which this this movie these some of these are have definitely comedic aspects to them. Uh, but anyway, number five is Father's Day. It was okay, you know, not very creepy. The family is a little creepy. The story is kind of interesting. Whatever. Uh, he's all about getting cake, which is like whatever. It's the first story, and it's my least favorite. Uh, but let's move on to my fourth favorite story in Creep Show from 1982. The Lonesome Death of Jordy Verrill, which I believe is actually the second story as well in this, in, this, uh, in this thing. And this is a story that starts with a meteor falling to Earth in like a rural part of somewhere. And uh, Jordy is kind of, he reminds me a lot of Simple Jack, which was a character... Uh, played by one of the characters in Tropic Thunder, the guy with the bowl cut that's kind of, you know, gone full R-word. Let's put it that way. Uh, kind of a cross between Simple Jack and, and a cross between Joe Dirt. Obviously, both of these characters came, characters came way after this movie, so it seems as if uh, those two characters may have been in some way inspired by Jordy Verrill, very like hillbilly, <laughs> kind of stupid, maybe a little special, maybe some learning disabilities. Um, and of course, Joe Dirt, there is the part of the Joe Dirt movie where he thinks an asteroid falls to Earth, but it's actually just a frozen chunk of shit from an airplane. But this is an asteroid, lands in Jordy Verrill's like, yard area outside of his trailer, and he goes to check it out, and he has dreams of selling this asteroid to the school. He goes to pour, he like goes to touch it, and it burns his fingers. So he pours water over the meteor, which cracks it open because of the temperature shift. And uh, inside the meteor is this like glowing liquid that Jordy obviously pours it out. You know, pours it out puts it in his bucket, takes it inside because he's excited to go take it to the school and uh, get rich off of this meteor that he found. And as he's watching his wrestling, very stereotypical hillbilly entertainment, watching his wrestling, you see him sucking on his fingers, the, his burnt fingers, and you see the, the, the burn starting to grow and blister up. And outside, you start seeing, like, alien plants starting to, to sprout up, which is cool. I actually like how the progression of this story, how fast these alien plants grow. I like the look of the alien plants. They eventually start growing on Jordy Verrill himself, uh, starts, um, you know, getting, growing. These alien plants are, like growing off of him growing you know in his hand almost looking like a werewolf in some ways uh and it ends with him basically covered in this alien plant life and he ends up grabbing a shotgun and ending it all uh kind of funny i you know the character itself very goofy you know very goofy very i you know it's funny it, I, it's funny maybe doesn't hold up as much today the cross-eyed dim-witted hillbilly redneck kind of a guy uh but anyway it's number four i found it more entertaining i like the 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 just the the art department's 
take on alien plant life growing exponentially uh in his in his like not only outside but also inside of his trailer all over his body it's fun it's a fun one but uh only coming in at number four coming in at number four Let's take a little break from the show to promote gift certificates. If you want to purchase artwork for somebody, you have an art lover in your life, and you think they would like my art, but you don't know what painting to get them. I have over 2,000 original pieces of art for sale in my store, along with shirts and prints and other things. So I can understand that being a bit daunting if you're trying to buy something for somebody else. Give them the gift certificate, and then they can go to my website, inspiredisorder.com, and they can buy whatever paintings they want. They can buy whatever prints they want. They can buy T-shirts. They can buy hats. They can buy all the different merch. Gift certificates, which are available currently at inspiredisorder.com. And now let's get back to the show. Moving on to my third favorite story in Creep Show 1982. Uh, this one a little bit more involved. Uh, I think this may be the second to the last story, but coming in at number three is The Crate. Uh, this is one probably definitely the more complex of the stories so far. Uh, it's uh, There's these professors having a party, and one of the professors hates his wife. She's very mean to him, and he has visions he daydreams about killing her about different ways of killing her whether it's shooting her or choking her you you see his his daydreams his fantasies of of that play out uh and you know she's obviously insults like everything out of her mouth is an insult to him just a very just the most toxic of relationships uh clearly two people that have no business being together uh and but for whatever reason, especially, I guess, back in the 80s, you know, it's, it people, it, it's amazing why people would stay together. Uh, they didn't have kids. It just, but very, they hate each other, clearly. And uh, he's constantly fantasizing. Meanwhile, another, another professor gets a call, has to go into uh, the school. One of the janitors found this old crate underneath one of the stairs of the university and it's a crate that was labeled from the 1800s and he's like oh we got to see what's in there it's really heavy when they pick it up to put it on top of a counter the the janitors thought he felt something move and as they pry it open they see that there's a monster inside this like kind of uh kind of a primate type looking type of a monster and uh the monster kills the the janitor the the professor is freaked out calls his friend who has the toxic marriage calls him to ask him for help because the janitor's gone and he's freaked out he goes goes to his house uh and he ends up you know telling him all about it they they have some drinks uh the guy in the toxic relationship drugs him uh, because he has an idea. He's going to use this monster in order to, quote-unquote, take care of his wife. He wants to use this situation in order to set his wife up. 
and he goes and he cleans things up. He invites her over, makes up this story that, oh, my professor friend has had this run-in with a student that his wife isn't happy, and we need she's needs you need to come down to to kind of talk. She's hiding. She's she's messed up. She got messed up. Like creating this whole story of abuse of of infidelity and his wife who's drunk who clearly out cheating on him or whatever comes to do it and it it's like this elaborate thing where they're using this monster in order to kill his wife and then it also becomes them kind of forming a pack not to tell anybody you know they ditch the monster in the ocean which of course it, it breaks out eventually but creepy involves story like an interesting complexity to the story uh and just i you know it's uh you know bro it's a bros versus hoes story for sure uh but you know an interesting story an interesting kind of a take on a monster story like using the monster as a way to eliminate your wife to get rid of your wife and to cover up it's like a whole it's kind of like it's almost like a you know a, a murder mystery in some ways but told through a horror monster lens uh so coming in at number three is the crate moving on to my second favorite short film story short story in creep show from 1982 uh this is one probably the creepiest one that made me it's not my favorite it's my second favorite but it is the one that made me actively creep me out it is one that you know is something that let's say gets under my skin pardon the pun so coming in at number two my second favorite story from creep show is they're creeping up on you this is a sci-fi like kind of it's clearly like the 80s sci-fi like there's still you know crt monitors there's dot matrix printers but it is clearly supposed to be some kind of like futuristic uh, apartment that is all in white like all clean all clean and this guy that lives there is this asshole who's like wealthy and runs businesses but is also a germaphobe in every aspect like everything looks sterile in his apartment all in white everything clean he has like this vacuum system where he can dispense his tissues that he uses to clean things off very and, and he's being bombarded by cockroaches and it is you know basically a, a horror story where you're happy that the character pretty much the only character uh gets his comeuppance like you're happy that the bugs take over but it is creepy how it happens and it's something that if you've ever had cockroaches in your house or just an infestation of bugs in general it's something that you can kind of relate to and it's something that as this guy is we we learn this character is more and more toxic that more and more insects kind of show themselves the the insect paranoia of it all is very terrifying and, uh, you know, something that I think is pretty relatable, you know, dealing with bugs. Also, the fact like not only bugs crawling on you, crawling around you in your food, but also the idea of like bugs crawling under your skin, bugs kind of erupting out of your body. 
terrifying. All that stuff terrifying. Uh, and I kind of love it. I kind of love the story. It is a creepy story, and it's also a happy ending in some ways, you know, where the true pest is eliminated by the end. Uh, but, yeah, I, I kind of love it, and it's it's definitely the one that, that creeped me. It's the one that gave me tingles and shivers out of all of them, but it is only coming in at number two uh, my, as my second favorite. They are creeping up on you. Let's take a little break from the show to promote. If you sign up for Inspired Disorder Plus for one year specifically, you get a free painting. So a year subscription of Inspired Disorder Plus is $50. The painting, the majority of them are $100. So it's $150 value signing up for one year of Inspired Disorder Plus. So not only do you get a free painting, but you also are subscribed to Plus for a year, which means that you can binge this show, the Ray Taylor Show, ad-free, the full week ad-free available on on Monday. You also get discounts that are members-only pricing type of deals. All of the podcasts that I've produced in the past, close to 20 different podcasts, I've produced hundreds of episodes. There's also my personal blog. You can ask me anything if you want to start podcasting or get into art. All of that stuff available in addition to a free painting when you sign up to one year subscription of Inspired Disorder Plus. Head on over to inspireddisorder.com slash plus and become an Inspired Disorder Plus member today. And now let's get back to the show! Moving on to my favorite story of Creepshow. If you're familiar with Creepshow from 1982, obviously you know which one is left. It is coming in at number one, Something's, uh, no, Something to Tide You Over. Uh, this is the one that I remembered from my childhood. This is the one where I was like, oh, this is where I saw this. Because it's something I, I've always remembered. I've always had these memories of this story where this guy gets buried at the beach up to his head while the tide's out, and then the tide comes flowing in. Uh, this one has Ted Danson, which is amazing, from Cheers. It also has Leslie Nielsen from the Naked Gun franchise. It's got a, a serious uh, horror take on Leslie Nielsen. Uh, my experience watching Leslie Nielsen films has all been through comedy for the most part. Uh, but in this one, he is the bad guy. He is the, the killer in this instance where he kidnaps Ted Danson. Well, he kidnapped Ted Danson's girlfriend or wife, significant other, and that's how he kidnaps Ted Danson in order to get her back. Uh, and he ends up burying Ted Danson on the beach up to his head brings a monitor over an old tv monitor with like running cable you know before everything was wireless and battery operated they had to like run cabling onto the beach uh where he had a camera on ted dancing but then he had a monitor that showed his girlfriend that was buried a different part of the beach and the tide was already coming up she's choking on the water and uh leslie nielsen's like how how long can you hold your breath and uh, the shot of Ted Danson as the tide comes in and covers his head where it's like underwater and you see the seaweed floating around him is an image that I've had burned into my brain my entire life. And I'm glad that I finally found out where that came from. And it's kind of, you know, you get to see a little bit more of Leslie Nielsen's house. You get to see that he has like a collection of these VHS tapes. He's also got cameras everywhere. He's obsessed with documenting things and surveilling things. And he, he's clearly done this to a lot of people. He owns property on the beach. 
and you don't really know his his motive for doing that to these people other than collecting the vhs tapes of them like he's gotten so bored with reality that he's moved into creating his own kind of entertainment watching these people drown uh on the beach and it's great because you get to see a new kind of a zombie uh the water zombie uh, where ted danson and his his uh significant other come back uh, to get revenge on Leslie Nielsen's character, which I enjoyed that as well. I, you know, it's another story where the the ultimate bad guy, right, the human being who is the actual monster, gets taken out by the thing that's supposed to be scary, right? In the second, in they're creeping up on you. It's the the cockroaches overtaking this asshole, and in this one, in something to tide you over. It is the zombified victims coming back to get revenge on uh, Leslie Nielsen, and he ends up being buried on the beach at the end of it. Um, so I enjoyed that one the most. It was just fun. Also, the fact that it's a memory that I've had in my head for so long and knowing where it finally came from is interesting, and also realizing that it's Ted Danson and Leslie Nielsen. As a kid, I probably didn't know who either of them were. Uh, but, and overall, it was a fun movie. The end of Creep Show, where the, it's the next morning, the trash guys are coming to pick up the trash, and they see one of the trash guys sees the comic on the ground and picks it up, and he's reading through it. It's like, oh, my kid loves these. And another small detail of this is that between each story, you would see the illustration of the first and last shot of each story and you see the kind of the advertisements that would show up you would see the the question and answer where people could write into the publishers of creep show uh like talking about how much they love it and getting the response from the editors and then also the advertisements and the guy the trash guy's looking through and he's like oh you want to get you know you want to get a voodoo doll you want to you want to get buff and the, the awesome aspect of this is that the kid ordered the voodoo doll because the dad the next morning is, like, complaining about his neck hurting. And then it cuts to the kid up in his room putting pins in this voodoo doll. And uh, the voodoo doll is, is represents the dad. So he's the kid's getting revenge on the, the asshole dad, the abusive father that God sent to Earth to keep kids in line, uh, which is kind of, uh, you know, just... It's an aspect of horror movies, but specifically this one that's like clearly this made for kids. And at the end is like it it sh it shows a kid having power over the controlling adults, you know, that ooh, voodoo is real, that like the magic aspects, the magical aspects of some horror is, are, are real and, and you can get revenge. You can use those things to get revenge over the people that that treat you horribly in your life. Uh, but yeah. Creep Show from 1982 is great. Uh, apparently, I think there was a sequel, maybe two movie forms. Uh, but apparently, there's also a TV show, which is pretty great as well. So I'm sure it's, you know, an anthology series. Maybe I'll check that out one of these times and, and do uh, a top five of a season of Creep Show if I have access to them anywhere. I'm not sure where it's available, but. Uh, while making this, putting it together, it was fun. And, uh, you know, kind of a fun 
they're really just kind of fun stories, horror stories. You know, not too dark. The the definitely the darkest one I would say is the crate. It's the one that's kind of feels in some ways the most grounded. You know, the toxic relationships, you know, the the kind of murder cover up type of a thing. Anyway, I enjoyed it. It was fun. We'll see if it makes my George Romero list, non-zombie list, top five next week. Uh, but it was fun movie to check out. It was something that wasn't available. I was able to find uh, a place to stream it, but it's not really available on all the major streamers. But who knows? Maybe it's on Shutter or something like that. I don't have Shutter. Uh, but it's a fun one. And if you haven't watched it recently, uh, it's a fun one to check out, especially if if you did like Creep Show from 1982. There's a chance you might like Rob Zombie's The Monsters because it does have there are like aesthetic similarities and tonally kind of, you know, they both feel like they're made for kids. They both have a similar aesthetic where it's like horror theme, but kind of lighthearted in a lot of ways. Uh, so if you did like the cre it, like creep show from 1982, I would recommend Rob Zombie's the monsters on Netflix, but either way, check out creep show. It was fun. New episodes of The Ray Taylor Show come out every single day. Subscribe on YouTube and everywhere our podcasts are found. Binge the full week over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. Buy Ray Taylor Show merch over at InspiredDisorder.com. And follow the show on Instagram at Ray Taylor Show. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Peace. Ouch! Today is the day where you wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about, everything that you've been wanting, every goal and wish and hope that you've ever had can become real. Dreams can come true. What you manifest in your mind, you can bring to reality.